seven minutes or so, we'll look back at a week that saw a devastating earthquake hit Turkey and Syria, a surprise visit from Ukrainian President Zelensky to London, America and China rowing over a balloon, and a record-breaking Grammys. Pop on the toaster, grab a cuppa, and get up to speed on everything you need to know from the week in seven minutes or so. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. As spring dawns, Russia appears to have begun its new offensive in eastern Ukraine with another wave of missile strikes on Thursday evening. As the pressure mounts, Ukraine's President Zelensky made a surprise visit to the UK on Wednesday and he received a full red carpet welcome. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak was there to greet him at Stansted on the first stage of his unannounced diplomatic tour of European capitals, no doubt sending a clear message to world leaders. The Ukrainian president then addressed Parliament in Westminster with a joke to stroke the British ego, but more importantly with a plea for more weapons. Leaving a British Parliament two years ago, I thanked you for delicious English tea. And I will be leaving the Parliament today, thanking all of you in advance for powerful English planes. He thanked Rishi, but he also gave a nod to his early steadfast supporter Boris Johnson before travelling to Buckingham Palace to meet King Charles III. Great honour to be here. Thank you. Fine time for me. Well, we've all been worried about you and thinking about your country for so long. I can't tell you. Thanks so much. Zelensky still desperately hopes for fighter planes, but although Rishi's saying nothing's off the table, there's still no firm news as to when Britain might hand over the keys to jets. Once the excitement had died down, PMQs was dominated by Ukraine discussion, with Keir Starmer calling for Russia's President Putin and his supporters to be tried at The Hague. When the war in Ukraine is over, Putin and all his cronies must stand at The Hague and face justice. Zelensky's tour didn't end there. He headed straight to Paris, where he was awarded the Légion d'Honneur by Emmanuel Macron and headed to the EU headquarters in Brussels on Thursday. Addressing the European Council on Thursday morning, he thanked the EU for its support and said the fight against Russia is about more than Ukraine. We understand that the unity of Europe is the fundamental way to security. Uh, Free Europe cannot be imagined without the free Ukraine. And European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen echoed his message of unity. And indeed today, you see, we are one family, we have one vision, and family members help each other. You can count on us. Meanwhile, Putin's been busy chairing a meeting of Russian business leaders where he assured them that the Russian markets are booming. Oh, and he also declared that the so-called new regions of Russia should be fully integrated within the next 10 years. All new regions need to be brought to the all-Russian indicator within the next decade. While it is clear we need to move step by step, the sooner the better. Monday saw a 7.8 magnitude earthquake strike the border between Turkey and Syria. It was followed by a series of powerful aftershocks which caused massive destruction on both sides of the border. The death toll climbed quickly to over 20,000 people as search and rescue operations worked frantically to dig survivors out of the rubble. Turkish President Erdogan has declared a three-month state of emergency and says the tragedy is unprecedented. These earthquakes uh, caused much destruction in a very large geography. Therefore, for the whole world, we we are faced with a great disaster. The World Health Organization predicts 23 million people have been affected. Director General Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus committed the organization's full support. We all stand with you in this moment 
of unspeakable grief. This is a moment when we must come together in solidarity. By Wednesday, Justin Johnson from the UK's National Fire Chief Council said teams were heading for Turkey carrying vital support. Our teams now will be moving on to scene. They'll be allocated an area. They'll be working alongside other fire and rescue services and other rescue teams. This vital, vital few days is where we'll focus most of our efforts to ensure we can rescue as many people as possible. And World Health Organization spokesperson Dr Margaret Harris says that they've managed to get medical supplies into Syria. We are working to bring in emergency medical teams at the request of the country so that they're the people who can actually provide the right services in the right places. Some victims have been complaining of a slow government response to the quakes, but President Erdogan's been visiting disaster sites and says the state's doing all it can. We have mobilized all our means. The state has been and will be carrying out rescue works together with the municipalities with all its means, especially with the coordination of the Turkish Emergency Management Authority. In response, the UK government's been providing Turkey and Syria with emergency supplies and equipment and on Thursday they announced their financial support for the Disaster Emergency Committee's fundraising appeal. Here's Sally Saeed, CEO of the Disaster Emergency Committee, explaining how it works. We're very grateful to the UK government for matching pound for pound the first five million pounds so their money, their support will be doubled meaning we can get even more aid into Turkey and into Syria. 100,000 civil servants are set to go on strike on the day of the Chancellor's budget in the ongoing row over pay and job security. The PCS union says members in 123 government departments will walk out on March the 15th, including Border Force and DVLA staff. The announcement came as nurses in England hit the picket lines for the second day in a row on Tuesday, with health leaders once again warning of disruption to NHS services. RCN union leader Pat Cullen shared this invite for ministers on LBC. Please come down and speak to these nurses and listen to their stories. They're absolutely harrowing. Nurses saying that they've now trained themselves during the day not to drink when they're on a 12-hour shift because they don't have time to go to the toilet. The government insists above inflation wage increases aren't possible, but this nurse says pressure hasn't eased since the pandemic and her colleagues are leaving the NHS in droves because they can't take it anymore. There were over 200 nurses left place where I worked last year and that's just one part of one hospital. And, and there are other people that talk about, you know, having leaving dues for people every other week just because you can get reasonable pay in, in jobs that don't involve so much distress. As former police officer David Carrick was jailed for at least 30 years, the head of the Met Police said his force had been too weak on rogue officers like him. The 48-year-old committed dozens of sex offences over 17 years, including 24 rapes. Commissioner Sir Mark Rowley apologised for missing chances to stop him. Sentencing Carrick, Judge Mrs Justice Chima Grubb said he'd abused his position to intimidate many of his victims and had taken monstrous advantage of them. These convictions represent a spectacular downfall for a man charged with upholding the law and empowered to do so even to the extent of being authorised to bear a firearm. Stand out seven Beyonce makes history and Joe Biden bursts China's balloon right after this. Welcome back. China's hit out at the United States for shooting down a suspected spy balloon that flew over North America. 
The Chinese Foreign Ministry insisted it was for civilian use and had accidentally gone astray. It's threatening what it calls further actions after a fighter jet took it out. The US says it had crossed over sensitive military sites. And President Joe Biden's message was pretty short and sweet. I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down. They decided that the best time to do that was it got over water. It successfully took it down. And I want to compliment our aviators who did it. The American Navy is now trying to recover remnants of the balloon from the sea off South Carolina. Former FBI Special Agent Tracy Walder explained what they might be able to glean from it. The payload is probably somewhat intact. This provides us with a lot of intelligence um, rather than providing China with the intelligence that they were trying to obtain. Music's biggest and longest awards took place in LA on Sunday with historic wins for Beyonce and Viola Davis at the 65th Grammys. Davis became a coveted EGOT when she won a Grammy for her reading of her memoir Only Me, making her one of only 18 people to hold an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar and a Tony. Harry Styles took home Album of the Year for Harry's House, with Adele, Kendrick Lamar, Lizzo and Kim Petras also winning on the night. But it was Beyonce who made history, winning four awards for her album Renaissance, making her the most awarded artist in Grammy history, with a downstairs toilet shelf busting 32. I'd like to thank my beautiful husband, my beautiful three children who are at home watching. I'd like to thank the queer community for your love and for inventing this genre. God bless you. Thank you so much to the Grammys. Thank you. Pop music lost one of its greatest songwriters on Thursday as Burt Bacharach died at 94 years of age. He wrote memorable songs including, well, take a listen. lifetime he won eight Grammy Awards, three Academy Awards and alongside Hal David created soundtracks for movies including The Look of Love and What's New Pussycat. He was an extraordinary composer creating wonderful melodies but his aim was always to write something you could whistle. Rest in peace Bert. from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7am, with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend.